0: This episode of the Sleep Teacher Podcast is proudly brought to you by Milk Books. Over the years with my three girls, my camera roll has become full of precious memories right from the day they were born. And in 11 years, that's quite a lot of photos. But aside from a midnight scroll here and there, those treasured memories are rarely seen. That's where Milk Books comes in. They combine traditional bookmaking skills and the latest print technologies to help you create timeless photo books that preserve your best memories. If you want to create something that ensures your memories last for generations, head to the link in the show notes for an exclusive discount code today. Hello, and welcome to The Sleep Teacher Pod, the podcast for all the parents out there who just want sleep. I'm Christy, owner of The Sleep Teacher, and I'm joined by my colleague, Bec. If you are in the trenches of sleep deprivation, we see you, we feel you, and trust us, this podcast is going to become your new BFF. We want you to know that you can still be a lovingly attached parent and get good sleep. You don't have to choose between the two. So pop bub in the carrier, grab yourself a coffee, put those headphones in because we have all the sleep tips coming your way. Let's get napping, Mama. Hello, everybody. I'm Christy and I'm joined with my colleague, Beck today. We are from the Sleep Teacher. We are hopping on today to chat... All things age gaps, Beck and I have sort of similar age gaps in our children. It's something that we get asked a lot about in our stories and question boxes because a lot of our mamas out there are contemplating having a second or a third and, you know, I think they always ask our advice and I always know I was asking lots of friends and my sister-in-laws and things like, how do you find the age gap and do you like it? Do you wish you had them further apart? So we thought today we'd get on and share our experiences with our age gaps, talk about the transition from, you know, know, know the one to two babies and just how we found that sort of period (laughs) i guess (laughs) so yeah like personally for me i have three girls beck has three boys um but yeah my three for me like I don't know about you, Beck, but Mitch and I just always wanted three. It was just always we're both from three and it just seemed like mm-hmm. the magic number for us. So we were always going to have three and probably you've probably been there. And anyone with kids of the same sex, it's probably something that you've heard before, but it was like, Oh, okay, you've got two girls. You're gonna go a third and yep. go try oh, for a absolutely. boy. Did you yeah. have that? Yeah. Yeah, and now I'm sure even now with the three, like, are you going to go for a fourth? Even when
1: (laughs) um, pregnant with the third, and you, you know, oh, it's a boy. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh, that's a bit insulting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like I was the same. I was like, look, if I was going to have a third to try for a boy, I wouldn't have even worried because I knew I would get a girl. I was just like, the odds are working, you know, towards the girl team, and. Yeah, I was having a third to have a third, and there was no, you know,
1: I do know there's gender disappointment, and it's a real thing, and all that sort of thing. But yeah, I just was happy with healthy babies. I had a bit of a fertility journey as well to get Billy and sort of Alfie. So yeah, I was just stoked to have bubbies.
0: (laughs) Have your baba, I know, and yeah, it is super frustrating. And I know that a lot of those comments though do come from just like. It's Mm. just a conversational point of view. And most people don't mean anything by it, but it does sort of...
1: It just (laughs) comes out, yeah. yeah. (laughs) really have to say that. Oh, dear. But,
0: yeah, so the first two for me, Elkie and Minka are 17 months apart. And, yeah, at 17 months of age, Elkie was big sister. (laughs) But when I remember Mitch bringing her into the hospital like to meet Minka and I was all of a sudden like my 17 month old just looked huge and she was just all of a sudden a big girl and that personally for me I think was the hardest part of the whole thing that I sort of felt like she was forced Mm. to grow up pretty quickly and I know that sounds silly because they are such good friends and they've essentially grown up together and it's so nice but I do feel like and I think maybe it's just a first child thing like the expectation of a yeah. a big kid, big like brother or sister is a lot. Like they, and I always say that to Elkie now, like, I'm like, you know what, Dylan, it's tough being the big kid, but you're yeah, gonna be a good you, kid. You for do it. have a lot <laughs> like, higher. You no, know, I know yeah. mommy expects more of you than I do, you know, but that was probably, I think personally the hardest thing. I was like, oh my God, you're still a baby. That's so. what I
1: think when it is that sort of close age gap, you basically have two babies that's so different ends of the spectrum in terms of their development and what they need. And like a 17 month old is still a baby, like not even talking like that well. And yeah, so that is tricky for sure.
0: (laughs) I know. Even just little things, like I remember sometimes I would have like instead of just Elkie going from constantly being in the pram, I was like, oh, we go to quickly get some groceries. Something. I just have Minka in the carrier and oh walk. And I was like, <laughs> next to me and I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're still a baby. But I did have a double pram, but I just mean on those quick little errands and things like that, whereas... Did you get like, one of those yeah, leashes, you
1: know, with the backpack, yeah. with the tail? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I they absolutely I have I their place. Like because, for those little children that just start oh, off,
0: I was like, "This child's yeah. going to get left on the subway, in New York." So we got one of those. That like yeah. was, was a cute one. It was like a little. I know some people or something. But I always used to say, "I am never going to be that parent that puts oh, my children. That's so cruel." Like, All the things
1: we say before it was just we when we have went them. to New York. <laughs> uh, I know. Yeah,
0: but yeah. So I don't know. I loved. And I do still love having that age group. And I think my mentality of the whole thing is too. and the same with when I went and had my third, there's two years between Minka and Hattie exactly. So essentially Elkie was three and a half, Minka was two when Hattie was born. And I just think like my mentality was, right, I'm at home every night by five o'clock for bedtime, bottle, bath, whatever. For one, I might as well be home for two or three, like doing it all. So I was like, I've got to be home for a nap. I might oh as well gosh. be home for a all to
1: have a if nap. If they all <laughs> nap. <laughs> I just thought I was,
0: that was just my thing. I was like, while I'm essentially yeah. in it, I would say, mm. I might as well be.
1: so Yeah, I think there's all. definitely pros yeah, well. and cons to both. You know, there's no right age gap, I really do think it's where you are, what your sort of limit is, because it is so demanding having lots of little ones together. I have seen the benefits of, because I'm a bit like you, I just want to sort of bang it out, be pregnant, do the breastfeeding and the feeding and all that sort of thing, and then sort of go on to the next phase. But I have seen lots of families and a few of my friends do have that bigger age gap where you know, their first is sort of six or seven, and then they've gone back to have that second. And there's so many benefits in that too, like the beautiful relationship with the older child, you know, really being helpful and understanding and just being another help as well. It's kind of like having another, like only child again, because they're at school for the five days. So you do have that really special bonding time with your newborn. So yeah, there's pros and cons to all of it, but- because I feel like that could have been nice too, like having <laughs> having a bit of one-on-one time with your new bub and not having your little toddler running around, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's that definitely that sort of guilt there too. But then at the same time, I guess I sometimes just bring myself back just to, you know, make myself feel a little bit better about the whole thing. I'm like, mm. they were too young to know. They really were. And now as they get older, You know, by the time Elkie was starting kindergarten, Hattie was like, well, what, two? I made the effort then to say, okay, cool, while Hattie is having a nap, I'm Mm. going to take you and Minka and do something. So I just had that time when they were then old enough to understand where I could start putting in time. But, yeah, when they were babies, and I guess we were just all in it together and they were too young to really really understand. But now as they get older, yeah, trying to make that effort to have more like one-on-one time. But they're all similar age and they all – like the same things, and it makes it easy to do things. That's another pro of family, having so. the
1: same gender. I think I've heard a lot of the yeah. time when you do have the same gender, there's less fighting. Yeah, I've heard Look, like when you've got yeah, I've no, you clearly haven't I been in like now. if you've got a boy and a girl, a lot of the time their interests are so different. And I mean, this is what's the word, generalising. I'm sure there's boys and girls, siblings that love each other and play all together, but I hear more so like, oh, you know, there's just so much fighting when it's a boy and a girl compared to if it's.
0: Oh, see, I feel like it would be the opposite, only maybe because that's what I, I just think that maybe if they didn't play together, they uh, wouldn't fight.
1: Mine, yeah, just so, yeah, I guess it's because my boys mostly play quite well together. I mean, of course they have fights and that's normal. Yeah, maybe it's just a girl thing <laughs> maybe <laughs> oh yeah we're heading towards oh I can't Mitch is here. a lucky man in like Good what time. 10 5-10 years <laughs> yeah. you're all gonna sync up
0: <laughs> yeah he's bracing himself um, but yeah I don't know like there really is so many pros and cons and I think like Beck touched on before it's the busyness of it all but you're busy anyway it's just yeah. that you're yeah you're doubly busy. You're still doing the same things, Mm. but you're just doing it.
1: And I know people say like, oh, you just know when you're done in terms of like why we had a third. And I just, I don't know. Like I I know that I'm done, but like I see a or and I'm just like, oh,
0: just so. (laughs) I just don't think you ever lose that maternal instinct as a mom. Like I really don't think you do. And I know, like I yeah. know that we are done. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Mitch is being taken care of. There's no more babies here, but it doesn't stop that yearn for a baby. But I know mm. that we will never have another baby. But it's just because I look at you know there.
1: my youngest now, who's the age that he would be if I was to have a newborn right now. Like that's where all the other boys I would be bringing home a newborn at this time. Yeah. And I was just like, oh man, like. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I know my limits, you know, my husband works away half the year. So I know myself, like I feel like I can't stretch myself with another one as much as I think four would just yeah. me so far.
0: I definitely, like I did contemplate it for a while, but we went on a big holiday and I remember going, wow, this is mm. getting easier. It's getting easy now. What's that like, a, it's getting a bit more, like <laughs> Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I just felt like I, that moment for me was like, Yeah, This is just a new phase of our life. Like that was then and this is now and it's a really good, like it's a really beautiful time of our lives now and not that it wasn't before but I just know Mm. we've entered a different phase and I think for me that was my time of going. Yeah,
1: and I'm the kind of the same. I'm right at the edge of my third his day nap, like probably, you know, a few more months or whatever. He's around that sort of two and a half that usually goes and I'm excited to like go to the beach and not have to worry about naps or, and, you know, you can nap them in the pram, in the car, whatever, but it's just that. Yeah, not be dictated like, by oh, that. I know I can just go out all day, they can have fun, and then we come home and, yeah, I just, that's exciting too. So that then I'm like, yeah, I know, I, I, <laughs> I'm out of the newborn phase. <laughs> Don't want to go back there, but. Yes. So your girls were probably a bit too young to sort of discuss or prep them
0: Yeah, you mean to introduce, like, a sibling? Yeah, so I guess with Elkie, we did, like, you know, we talked, you know, obviously you've got the obvious bump coming. There was the baby in mummy's tummy, but I think too little to really comprehend. But, like, when she came to the hospital to see Minka and me, like, we did have a present for her from the baby, and it was, like, a baby doll with nappies and things like that. And I think we had, like, a book. But other than that, I just remember trying not to sort of go Mm. be too over top about it in front of her because I think sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming for them when you know everyone's just talking about the baby Mm -hmm. and even though she was little I was just mindful of that but yeah yeah so
1: with my first he was sort of just over two so he was a little bit older in terms of because you know from 17 months to two their language explosive and all that sort of thing so we got books. You know, there was a cute little, I think it's called What's in Your Pouch from just like Kmart. Yeah. Mom it was just like, something. Yeah. T- it was a really nice message of like, mummy's having a baby with animals and yeah. baby animals and things. And uh, so we read that and we just sort of talk about, you know, mummy having a baby and that sort of thing and try to include him talking about names and all that sort of stuff. And then we did the present thing as well. Although, <laughs> bit of an anti climax when he, you know, because yeah, yeah, you like you get so baby? excited when your siblings are going to meet and you think it's going to be this magical, special moment.
0: Yeah. You and- play it out in your head, don't you? <laughs> You're like, I just, when they're going to walk through that, like swing that curtain across in the hospital and and Billy in.
1: just, You know, he looked at Alfie and was like, cool, can I run around in the, in the hall now? Yeah, <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah. oh, mummy's got biscuits. So, um, but yeah, I do think emphasizing like with visitors and things like what you were saying trying to prop up the toddler as well like talk to them and don't just come in and go straight to the baby and like I I thought it was nice I had a few friends that came and had like a little gift for Billy as well and not just the baby so I think that was really nice because you can get those feelings of jealousy and all that sort of thing from your toddler Another good thing I think you can try and do in preparation for your toddler is trying to implement some independent play before baby comes, because we can get into that rhythm of we're so available for our toddler when we don't have other kids. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you, if you've always done, you know, everything with them and then you bring this baby home, you're not available like that anymore and so it can be a bit of a shock so if you can set them up in the lead up and start to give them pockets of time where you set an activity up and you just sort of walk away or if you don't have every meal with them you know you're still obviously in the kitchen or whatnot supervising but you're not sitting right there that can be helpful so when you do have this baby home it's not oh you know mum's not with me all the time now and sort of another thing that they have to process so that can help as well.
0: I think like the whole experience and the way you feel and the way you sort of adapt is so different second time around. I think the first time, obviously there's still that excitement. Everything's still so exciting. First time, maybe you have a little bit of anxiety. It's really the Mm. unknown. You have nothing. You don't know what to expect. Like it's something that nothing and no one can prepare you for. But then second time around, I think you're just so much more relaxed as well. And I don't know, I did find that Mm. a lot easier as much as you're A lot busier just the whole transition is a lot yeah you
1: you literally have no idea what you're doing I remember getting home from hospital with Billy and sitting on the couch and being like oh now what like we've got this human like I know
0: that first night we were home I remember it was like maybe six or something at night and like like, (laughs) that full witching hour was setting in and I remember like just holding Elkie and she was sort of crying and I was like looked at Mitch and I go my god it's yeah. been dark. We're on our own now. Like,
1: what do we do? Like it's not. And I time think and we're Yeah, I we think that's even it nicer the second time round because you do have your toddler to sort of keep you busy and distract you a little bit. And again, you're mm. so much more confident and comfortable the second and third and whatever time round. You know everything's sort of a phase, especially with your first, if you had a really hard unsettled bub I know it can put a lot of people off wanting to have another one but I think you are just Mm -hmm. a lot more confident and sort of know things change and
0: yeah you're okay if they have a little cry you're okay if you know like you know that everything's a phase it's not going to last forever you're more I don't know you're just more (laughs) yeah confident in yourself (laughs) yeah yeah definitely Uh. I know as a mom I'm constantly capturing photos on my phone from every time they blink to doing up their shoelaces, particularly in those early years. But sorting through them can be so overwhelming, let alone knowing what to do with them. That's why I absolutely love Milk Books. With a history in publishing and bookmaking, coupled with their easy-to-use online design studio and countless customisation options, Milk Books makes it so simple and fun to give photos a new lease of life in professional quality photo books. They aren't your regular photo books. Their design studio helps you to create a book that perfectly matches your home decor and it's something you actually want to have on the coffee table, not hidden away in the cupboard. Don't let your memories get lost in your phone forever. If you aren't ready to create them today, you can pre-purchase and save using the link in our show notes or... You can exclusively use our discount code SLEEP25 to enjoy 25% off completed projects. That's code SLEEP25 for 25% off. Now let's get back to the show. And I think too, like the sleep deprivation I feel wasn't as bad. Well, yeah, like because you can handle you've been
1: running off it for, what, two years? So Yeah,
0: <laughs> especially if your toddler's still not sleeping through. But, yeah, like all of that I just find was a hell of a yeah. lot easier second time around which you think would be worse because you've got two. But yeah, that was actually a lot easier.
1: And then so another thing I think that can set you up well for if you're, you know, bringing home number two is talking about what that's going to look like in your family with sharing the load and, you know, Mm -hmm. what's really going to work for you because you do obviously not have that time. It's not like when you come home with your first and you can kind of nap when they might nap or just sort of chill in bed or on the lounge watching Netflix. I mean, you could do that, but you're going to have a toddler at your feet sort of <laughs> going stir crazy as well. So, mum, mum, watch me, mum. <laughs> yeah. So I think like it depends, you know, I was pretty lucky I had my husband home because if he took one week off, he got three because of his roster. So that was really good for me. But I obviously know a lot of people, their husbands or partners only get like a week and then they're back at work. So mm-hmm. I think like talking about What overnight feeds might look like? Can your partner do like the first one so you can get like a big stretch of sleep, whether you express or whatever that looks like? And like meals, can people instead of bringing a gift because you've already got a lot of stuff from your first baby, can they bring a meal or some snacks while you're like juggling the two. Yeah. Or like when they come over, like just can they do washing or can they do the dishes or unpack the dishwasher?
0: Yeah. Can they hold the baby? Every like, Everyone wants to come cuddle the baby and smell the baby. Like mm. they're so cute. That's what they're there for. They want to see the baby. So while they're holding the baby, don't be afraid to ask yeah. if you can go and have a shower or you can go have a nap. Or if you're feeling, you know, you want to have some time with your toddler. Ask if you could go and play with your toddler while they sit with Mm. the baby for, you know, half an hour. I guarantee they're not going to say no and don't be afraid to
1: ask. People want to help, like your friends and family, they do want to help but they sometimes don't know what that looks like. You feel like you're sort of, I
0: think, bombarding them and putting pressure on them and the last thing they need is you know you messaging saying oh can Mm. I come around and yeah it's just a bit more pressure I guess but yeah yeah, people we don't want
1: want our friends and family like suffering in silence you know so I would say just ask like can you please come and take my toddler for an hour you know take him to the park so I can just I'm tapping out so just little things like that I think and if you can have some conversations before bub gets home of what you really need from your partner whether that be when they come home they take over and do a bath or take the toddler or something. Because I think if you wait and your emotions are so heightened and you're tired and that's where those conversations can like take a downward spiral. (laughs) 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 So yeah, that would be a little tip as well. Like just really think about what that's going to look like in your family and what your needs are going to be. Because you'll sort of know from, you've already had one, so you kind of know what you're coming into. I think that will help as well.
0: I know. I found like for me, Mitch was sort of home in the mornings, but he wasn't home at night time. So the evenings for me were like the shit show part of the day. Still is, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So I found like what I, and I think it's, you really just need to start getting in your own little routine and rhythm and find what works. But I just found like, okay, so Mitch was happy to get up and do like an early morning shift and go, okay, well, I'm up anyway. He likes to go. He would go check the surf. He'd go grab a coffee, whatever. So if there was one of the kids or something was up from sort of like any time from five onwards, he was happy to deal with them so I could still sleep. But then I knew I had my time that I could get up and I could have a shower and make myself feel somewhat okay to start the day because if I didn't do that then, it wasn't going to happen until probably eight o'clock that night. And by then I was just, I'd had enough. So I just needed, I couldn't go through that whole day just going, okay, I haven't showered. I haven't done anything for myself. Like I just needed to get up and have that little reset. And that for me was what worked. But some people, their husbands leave early in the morning, but they might be home for bedtime. So that might be like that little bit of the Arvo, you might say from you know, four o'clock, you do that. So yeah, it's really going to come down to your own family and your own sort of circumstances. But yeah, try to put something in place that's going to work and Work for you both because the last thing you want is to be at each other and presenting I mean, each probably other. Probably
1: still because... will be anyway for that small small amount of yeah. time. But then things that can help to... not be <laughs> <laughs> you know, feeling so much yeah. like it, I
0: know, like the whole, oh, you've just been in your car in silence, having yeah. a coffee, listening to the radio or a podcast. And,
1: and like, also, <laughs> don't worry about the expectation of trying to do everything in the house, like the washing, the dishes, oh. like getting dinner, like, no, just like prioritize. Yeah, you've got two. Fil- yeah. two full time yeah. jobs there. Yeah, like, and all that stuff. Two kids. It doesn't matter. It's such a short time, and no one cares if they come over and your house is looking like that. And yeah. if they do, don't have them over. They're not. <laughs> they're not your people. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I know, and I think you do deep down. We all know that. We do know that, yeah. but it's just like a pride
1: thing. I think sometimes we want to be it, able to do it. It's all. hard to bring yourself yeah. to yeah. surrender to it. <laughs> I think. You know, we can have some big feelings around how our toddler's going to feel as well when we do bring the baby home. And I think the biggest thing for me was really sticking to Billy's sort of flow and routine and not trying to be like, no, I can't. We've got to stay home because it's got to, you know, like the baby. So I really still would try and get up, go to the park with him in the morning, keep his nap at that same time. And just try and stick to his schedule and get the baby to sort of fit in there. Yeah.
0: I think you're going to get the best outcome out of that because as most of us know, newborns don't really (laughs) have much consistency to routine. So trying to get the toddler to fit around the newborn and their naps is probably not going to be the best thing, you're probably best to prioritise that toddler's lunch nap, their awake window of the afternoon their bedtime and make sure they're still sleeping well because you know your newborn's going to be up at night, they're going to have some consistent naps. So yeah, really try to focus. And the good thing is with a newborn... Just pop them in the carrier. You can pop them in the pram. They can have naps Fingers anywhere <laughs> and and more often than not they will because you are going to probably find you're out and about a little bit more than you were when you had your first and they do just have to slot in and they have to have those naps on the go. But, yeah, really do like my one bit of advice would definitely be to try mm. and prioritise that. And nap
1: try not to blame yeah. the baby for why we can't, you know, if they come up to you and like, oh, mummy, I want to read a book. Oh, no, sweetie, I can't. I'm feeding the baby or the baby's crying. It's like oh, I can't wait to do that with you. Go and choose a book. Which book are we going to read? Mummy will be just in a little bit, you know, sort of thing. So try not to always say like, no, I can't do this because of the baby.
0: Yeah. Mummy's just finishing here. Which book are we going yeah. to read? I'm very excited. And, you know, rather than saying, no, I can't yep. do that now so, for and, the baby.
1: Just try to change and your words. they <laughs> love to be involved. So, oh, can you go and help get the nappy or get the wire? And, you know, it depends on the age gap. But most two-year-olds are sort of getting towards that, doing sort of one or two simple directions. So I think that can really help as well. Like just them feeling involved is...
0: yeah. Do you know what we used to do when I was feeding for the girls? Because, like, it was just something that was just a bit of fun and kept them entertained. But so, if I was either nap trapped or feeding, we had like a little toy shopping trolley. I would say to the girls like I would be the cash register, and I'd give them like a verbal list of things they had to go and get, and they could come and buy. So they'd bring them to me, and I'd go, "Oh, the nappy, that's two dollars. Thank you." Uh, and I yeah. would take the take the nappies, and then I would take the wipes, and so I would say, "Can you please go to the shops and get me some nappies and some wipes and some cream and like
1: a drink bottle and of water?" Sleep. Like
0: you know, I would sort of, and it was just like a yeah, and it was like this little game that we would play, and it yeah, was, and that's that worked role really play, well. right? We know that
1: toddlers love. <laughs> love role-playing and doing what we're doing so yeah I think those little things and obviously like now like screen time's going to come into it as well and there's always going to be a phase where we use the screens more as we're adjusting and all that sort of thing but Mm. I think if we can have little other things as a go-to as well.
0: You can have like a special box that you get out that is purely for either baby's nap time or baby's feed time or something, and just have it close by to you so you could, you know, you can just quickly grab it and say, Oh, you know, Beck, it's baby's nap time mm. now. We're going to get our special box out. And it just helps. And it, even if it's something like coloring book and you can sort of sit there
1: and use your other hand mm. and color with them, like it's just something that's and rotates the, the toys as well. Uh, so they don't get, you know, <laughs> bored. Um, bored. And then I guess other. <laughs> big things that we try to want to avoid just before the baby comes is things like toilet training, moving to a bed, any big things, taking a dummy away. Mm. We really want to either do it well before bubs if they're at that age and they're ready or after, you know, the settling period of Mm. bubby coming home, because obviously, you know, it's already such a huge thing for them. We, we probably don't want to be taking dummies away and you know oh the cot's got to go now because it's going to your brother or your sister like that's just another thing yeah
0: we're going to give our dummies to mm. the baby because you're a big boy now it doesn't
1: and like, i probably doesn't would doesn't try really you know i know some people like move the toddler into a different room because that's the nursery i probably would try and keep a- again unless you're doing it well before and they're not going to register that it's because of the baby or sort of after mm. so yeah <laughs> just little things that can help
0: yeah. There's a lot of changes going on as it is to your little one's world. So trying to shake too many things up, mm.
1: yeah, can. So can I guess more. like, did you have any guilt around you not being so available to you know, the other two girls bringing home the third as well, Addie? Well, a hundred percent all
0: the time. And that's why I was like sort of touching on before with the fact that when I had people come to visit, I would make an effort to take time with the other two while they held the baby or You know, once Mitch got home from work or, you know, I would do something with them while Mm. Hattie was asleep or I'd try to do like the bedtime routine with them while Mitch sat with Hattie and, yeah, just trying to take, you know, for them they're so little, like just 15 minutes isn't like enough to fill their cup. Like just taking that small amount of time to be present is, yeah, it doesn't have to be taking them to the park for three hours. It doesn't have to be taking them, you know, to like get an ice cream it can just Small be pockets. just yep. sitting there and reading a book with them and being present not being like oh, I'm you know I have to go to the baby and I think that was enough to sort of feel my guilt cup as well and feel that I was doing enough just I think they've gone to bed and then they and they I actually
1: <laughs> felt like sad and I was missing out like Henry used to Take the I two know. big boys to the park, or like they'd go do something fun, and I was sort of at home because <laughs> I. That
0: was my worst. Yeah. That was actually yes, Beck. That was the worst. Like I hated. I always hated when Mitch would say, "Oh, I'll take the big girls, and you
1: stay here with the." Baby. I know, I like, and it got oh, me, no, and I, and I you know, and girls. it was nice because. I just, you didn't really have it in you. You'd been up with the baby and you did just want to sort of chill at home in your pajamas. And sometimes I'd push it and just be like, no, I'm going to come. And then I just regret it instantly because you got the baby screaming in the car. And then it's like, but yeah, I I felt that was harder for me knowing that they were out having fun and I was at home with the baby. But Again, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, I remember that. And it was all the hormones came out. <laughs> I was like, it's not fair you get to go and
1: have all the exactly. fun and <laughs> like you the baby.
0: <laughs> I know. But so I guess at the end of the day, would you do it all the same? Would you have them as close as you have uh, to do it?
1: Yeah, again? like I have really enjoyed, I mean, it's hard and it all has its challenges, but I have enjoyed, especially now being six and four and two, they just play well together and they, you know, it's, mm. like I said, I'm coming out of that where the baby so depended on you and he's starting to have that little bit more freedom, I like the age gap there as well. It's so hard when you're in it in the first sort of two to three years and you've got four and under, but yeah, I enjoyed it. You just make it work though, don't you? Like it's it's just what you've got.
0: Yeah, I think regardless of your circumstance and age gap, you do just make it work, and you're yeah. not going to know any different either. So you only know what you know. And for me, I loved having them all really close, and I would definitely do it again. But I just, she's don't forgotten,
1: know any guys. <laughs> but I've come out unscathed with your wife. <laughs> <Just. laughs> yeah. No, but I also think but, like. Yeah, You know, it can be all well and good to try and plan exactly when you're going to have your kids and all this. And we all know fertility is if you can have babies easily, that's fantastic. We know there's so many women that can't do that and it's a struggle. So I think no matter when you have them, if you have them close, further apart, it's all great. It's beautiful. And just if you can set things up for you to help your mental health as well and sort of get through those years, then yay, (laughs) that is the end goal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is the goal. (laughs) Oh Well, and I think regardless if you've got a 10 year age gap or a 12 month age gap, you are going to be busy. You're going to be tired, but it just goes, it's a phase and it goes so quickly and you just focus on each day, get through each day. And regardless, I think it's just a beautiful thing. So yeah, I hope that has either, (laughs) I don't know, it, it wasn't here to, you know, offer any advice. This is simply, like I said, was something that we get asked in our question box. And yeah, someone recently asked me on one of our reels as well, like, what was the age gap? Would I do it again? And I thought, this would be a good app to talk about because it is something that comes up and I was always interested to know as well. But these are just my experience with the the three girls under sort of like that three and a half, and Bec's got the three boys, similar ages. But yeah, yeah, we don't know any difference. So we can't speak from the other side of the fence, but this is just our experience. And look, we yes. survived.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the other good thing about having a bigger one is like you obviously not got a newborn and trying to toilet train as well
0: because that is next level (laughs) there's definitely pros and cons and I think regardless of what side of the fence you sit on you're going to have pros and cons so anyway that is us for today we hope you have enjoyed this app and yeah please continue to tag us when you are listening to our podcasts over on Instagram because we love seeing you out and about with those headphones in and bub so thank you so much for sharing and we'll be back in your ears next week nighty night Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Sleep Teacher Pod. We hope you've walked away feeling just that little bit more at ease with your parenting journey. Please remember, nothing is a problem until it actually becomes a problem for you and your family. If you've enjoyed our company today, we would love if you could please subscribe or leave a review, or maybe even both. But if you are wanting more sleep tips right away, use the link in the show notes to find out how you can get started with one of our amazing sleep consultants and follow us over on Instagram at The Sleep Teacher. We can't wait to be back in your ears next week with more sleep tips. Nighty night!